This week on Erotic, Erotic Awakening, Awakening Fire. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm not too well. Me neither. This is going to be the sickly show. (laughs) Like everybody else around us right now, we too have a bug or a cold or a flu of some sort. It could just be allergies, but all I know is... I got the sniffles. You you say it could just be allergies, so you can continue to have sex. Is my opinion. <laughs> well, that way I don't pass on a cold. You can't pass on allergies. <laughs> yeah, but kissing a snotty nose is not hey. as much fun as it sounds. <laughs> so on today's show, we are going to uh, hear from extra special Tom on fireplay, mm-hmm. which is good because we know very little about fireplay. We do. We've we've done it a couple of times, but yeah, not something that we usually. Not part of our repertoire. No, the, the only thing I can tell you about fireplay is I have some flash cotton, and I've used that on occasion. Mm-hmm. And I've also found out that if you leave it in the bag for a long time and you don't let it, you don't let it breathe and you don't spread it out, <laughs> it, it's not a fun experience. No, not at all. <laughs> but we'll leave it to Tom to tell us more about fireplay. So before we get there, guess what we got? What do we have? A spy. <gasps> A spy? Well, not really a spy, but we do have... I was in contact with someone named Amanda, okay. and she's going to Frolicon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be running some LARPs down there, mm-hmm. and she's also going to do some on-the-field reporting. Nice. We uh, also found out that our uh, friends from Kinky and the Geek, another podcast, are mm-hmm. heading down there as well. They've actually got a little booth and going to be doing some podcasting oh, down nice. there. Oh, nice. So we will holla out to them and see uh, how they enjoyed the experience. So Sounds like a good idea. So that's Frolicon, and we're not going this year. We're not going this year, but, but, yeah. We're going next year. Absolutely. What else do we got going on? Um, Wow. We've got got a House Meta Slave chat this Friday night, and a House Meta MS chat on Sunday. Full house for that one already. Yeah, both of them. Even the Slave chat, I've got a good turnout for that, too. You know, as much as we talk about sex, and we act like we're all sexy, and we're always doing sex and having the sex... We're doing a lot of MS stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have been. We'll have to get some more sex topics coming up. As a matter of fact, um, I had a little ethical dilemma recently. Okay. And But there's a good... It ends up being with a positive ending. Okay, but that's I, I'll good. walk you that's through. That's good. Okay. And, and I, uh, I posted this to our, our FetLife group. And what happened was I was in contact with somebody and I was talking to somebody about having... And really what I wanted to talk about was girls that can squirt. Mm-hmm. I, I want to learn how to do that so I, uh, bad. <laughs> I want you to learn how to do that, but I don't want you to do it all the time. Oh, I wouldn't want to do it all the time. It's a cute party trick, but... <laughs> a party trick. <laughs> when you want to go to bed, I don't know that it's a great idea. Okay. Right before going to bed. Right. I mean, that just takes wet spot to a whole new level. Uh, I've only seen it once, so I don't know much about it. But anyway, go ahead with your story. Well, the person that we were going to talk to about squirting... Um, 
it was just a very, very, very commercial endeavor. Uh, you know what? No, I don't have a problem with people exchanging their time and education Mm-mm. and effort for money. I got right. no problem with that. As a matter of fact, later we'll be running a promo for Kink Academy. Right. And I got no problem with self-promotion either, mm-hmm. for that matter. You know, speaking of Kink Academy, we'll be on there. So we'll be on there, and people can go see us and mm-hmm. all that. And I'll say, you know, and they're going to have to pay nine ninety five a month to do that, and if they want to do that. Right, but we're not getting a kickback on it. And we specific, specifically said that we don't want donations. So this one, yeah. It's a tricky and slippery slope. Mm-hmm. There are now. There's many podcasters out there, many educators that do get paid for their time, and that's fine. And they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing a great job, and they're doing a great service to the community. We happen to be in a position where we can buy microphones and the occasional corset and that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's not really painful for us. And Mm-mm. it's more fun that way for us. So far, it allows us to have fun. Mm-hmm. The point to all that being. <laughs> a, thank you to the listeners that actually responded on the FetLife post to my little ethical dilemma and told me that uh, I should continue to ride my horse however the hell I want to. <laughs> nice. And also, somebody responded by saying, well, hell, I know somebody who can make girls squirt, and they would be happy to talk to you. <gasps> Ooh. So we will get a squirting show on here yet. Yay. And <laughs> Just uh, cover the microphone up. A little bit, if we're going to have a demo. As last week we talked, we have a pee shield on here now. Now, they tell me squirting's not pee, but we'll save that for next okay. for that particular topic. But I do, we're talking to somebody who squirt, and, and if you're out there and you're listening, and A, if you have a skill or something that you would like to talk to people about, give us a holler. We would love to talk to you about it. B, if you've got something you want to promote, you're an event promoter, you're, you've got a book, you've got a skill, you're teaching people. i got no problem with you coming on the show and telling us about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's fun. I like to hear about new things anyway. The, the point, though, where it feels like it's a commercial, it feels like ShamWow, or it feels like you're charging more... <laughs> Than a fair, you like that sham wow thing? Oh, I like the sham wow with the same paragraph as the squirting. Yeah. <laughs> I get to mop it up. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I might even have to edit that one. That's horrible. <laughs> the point being, if you got something you want to talk about, you got something you want to promote, something you're doing, we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, get the word out about what you're doing, and you know, just. As long as it's, it's got to feel like a fair exchange to us, mm-hmm. and we certainly get on here, we promote our own shit all the time. We got no problem oh, yeah. with that. So that's that. Enough of that. Uh, I do want to point out a um, a response that we got from one of our listeners, and um, oh, it about made me cry. It's a very sweet one. I mm-hmm. totally agree. And, and I wish I knew if people liked having their names used or not, because this, you know, sometimes people are very clear. Yes, use my name, and sometimes mm-hmm. I forget to ask. But this person uh, wrote a humbly thank you for bringing these resources and voices to our ears, and for affirming the. Transcendence. Thank you. We encounter daily and see whenever we open ourselves to enough to feel it is vital. And, um, you know, this is from somebody who's not out. And this is, right. you know, this and reading, and that's the their kind of source that they have for this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. They're very private with it from what I read. So. so we're very fortunate, you and I, that we don't have to be that private. And although you don't run around uh, wearing a collar at Walmart... Although that would get you on that website they were talking about the other day, the people of Walmart thing. <laughs> and I don't run around at work with a flogger and when somebody makes a mistake in an Excel spreadsheet. 
you know, I don't give them 20 right. whacks. Uh, <laughs> we are out enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you go out there and you Google Dan and Dawn, we're normally on that first page. Yeah. So it's very fortunate that we get this opportunity to share this with people that aren't as out and give them some opportunity to see what there is out there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and here's something really cool What's I want to mention. What? It so happens that we were written by... <laughs> We were written by a listener. We were written by a listener. Yeah, close enough. Okay. We'll just, <laughs> let's just blast through it. Yeah, we're not making money at this. Let's, fuck it. Let's just keep going. <clears throat> a listener wrote us, and on April 26th in Cleveland, they are going to be celebrating a Japanese yuki ceremony as their coloring ceremony. ceremony. How fucking awesome. That is just wonderful. Um, She is going to take a slave name given by her master, and its slave name is Azin. And the master is taking a name as well, Shuchan. And those are both of Japanese origin. Nice. So they're, they're going full bore with the I Japanese like origin. I like that take, flavor, yeah. I like the fact that the master's taking on a name as mm-hmm. well. It's not uncommon for slaves to be given names or take on names, mm-hmm. but that's pretty neat. And um, they just, you know, they're just having a wonderful time with it, it looks like. And that's happening in Cleveland, Ohio. And this isn't an open invitation to anybody who's in the city. Oh, I'm going to come do your coloring now. No, but... But it's very cool that they get to do that and they get to to experience that. And it's very cool for us to get to share that experience. And and announce it, yeah. And announce it. It's nice. I totally agree. So clearly, we are still sickly and on the mend, so if you would like to send your get well wishes, your product placement, or something you'd like to announce on the podcast, maybe you're starting a new group, maybe you're looking to get spanked, well, all right, let's not open that door. Maybe you're starting a group, maybe you've got some kind of event going on. Or maybe you have a collaring that you want to announce. I like that. I think that's pretty neat. Absolutely. Very special. Uh, Maybe you've got a new uh, swing club that you want to talk about. Maybe you've learned a new way to give hand jobs you'd like to share with other people. (laughs) Um, Maybe you'd like to practice hand jobs on (laughs) On the air. Yeah, that's... That would work, I think. That's a little slutty. And if you've listened to our exhibitionism episode, I think you've found the boundaries of slutty for this mm. podcast. If you'd like to do any of those things, there's a variety of ways to get a hold of us. <laughs> we do have email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Brand new is the Got Comet form on the webpage. Be the first. Nice. Um, we still have voicemail, 206-309-0054. And if you got something going on, that's the best way. You call that number, say, here's what i got going on, keep it in a minute, and we'll just play it right on the air. Mm-hmm. On FetLife is the Erotic Awakening Group. And on Twitter, we are Dan and Dawn. I once had a mentor who gave me one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given. And what was that? When you don't know, say you, don't, you don't know. don't know. That's good advice. So when it comes to fire play, <laughs> we don't know. I would say that I do not know. Oh, you could give me a match and a bottle of alcohol and I can make something happen. <laughs> Probably not on a good scale. But I don't know that it would be erotic, per se. You know, I'm okay with my hair length the way it is. So, yeah, we don't need to be catching that on fire. <laughs> Fortunately for us, we know people that do know. Mm-hmm. And we had a listener ask us some time back, what is the difference between fire gloves 
and fire and wands. Mm -hmm. So we asked Tom that question right off the bat. Hello, it's Extra Special Tom there. This is Extra Special Tom. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. This is uh, Dan and Tom, and uh, we had a listener call up and ask us about fire play, and we said, well, who do we know who is very skilled in fire play? <laughs> so we give you a ring. Well, thanks for giving me a call. Good to hear from both of you guys. Now, I would guess that fire play is going to be a difficult one to talk about over the phone versus that versus showing people. It, it's certainly not something that I've ever tried to teach over the phone. I've always taught it in person. Okay. Well, we can at least give people an idea then what it's about, I suppose. Um, I like the special effects of it in person. <laughs> you can see a lot more. You certainly can see a lot more in person. There's no doubt about that, as your back will attest to. <laughs> yes, yes, her back and lots and lots of other people's. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let me start off by asking you about something that uh, a listener asked us about that I've never heard about. And they asked me to find out about the difference or, you know, what what people think about the difference between fire play with wands and fire play with gloves. And, and I know what wands for fire play are, but I've never heard of gloves. So I figured we'd ask that one right off the bat. Yeah, so we're confusing because they won't really understand what Fireplay is all about. But we'll go ahead and start at the, like, super advanced stuff, like Fireplay with a glove. And then we'll come back and talk about some of the basics. Well, let's save that, then. Let's save that for later. Maybe we right. Let's start, let's start off with what the heck is Fireplay? I mean, it, it sounds like you're talking literally I'm going to light somebody on fire. And literally we are, kind of, sort of, but not really enough to burn them. So Fireplay has been described by Violetta as the easiest bottoming thing you can ever do. Okay. Oh, she yeah. Thinks, yeah, she thinks it's pretty easy. So it's just like getting a warm massage until you get burnt. No, no, we don't burn people. <laughs> so um, doing Fireplay is, is really easy. I can teach every, anybody and everybody how to do Fireplay in, in 15 seconds. Take alcohol, apply it to a person, light it, and put it out, and then they're done. Well, just, all right, make sure you put it out before they get burnt. That's the trick. <laughs> so so it, it's all the other stuff that goes with fire play as to how to do it safely and what not to do that takes the hour and a half to learn. So all I know is being on the bottom is a head rush. So, but I don't see you prep for all of that. So, can you explain a little bit of what you can? Well, sure. I strictly use 70% isopropyl alcohol. You can use the little cotton wipes. You put it on, and literally, you light it with a lighter or a baton that's already on fire, and put it out with your hands or your mouth, blowing on it, sweep it out, make sure it doesn't stay on too long. And then you get into more and more different ways to do it, cotton balls, Q-tips, uh, fire batons, which are bigger fire. Each one of those is bigger and more fire, more things to control, more things to watch out for. Well, this sounds like one of those things that I'm going to end up saying, don't try this at home. But... Do not try this at home is exactly right. Um, my class takes, like I said, about 90 minutes to go through everything, and I tell everybody, 
when they're after the class is over. If you want to do it, I will be glad to come and help you do it at any point in time. And you should only try it with somebody that's very experienced right there at your side, at least the first time, to make sure that they can point out the things that you're doing right as well as the things that maybe you should change. Okay. Have you ever had something not work where somebody did get burned? Uh, I've been teaching, I've been doing fire play for nine years, teaching it for five. And basically the only person that I've ever burnt is myself. Uh, it's because <laughs> I did something, <laughs> it's a pretty good track record. And when Jay Wiseman was here in, at Smart in October, we were talking about that. Now when fire play was one of the top two causes of BDSM related accidents. And when I told him that I'd only ever burnt one person was myself in nine years, he said, you've got a really good track record, Tom. Nice, nice. And, and that's something great to keep in mind, uh, how dangerous that fire play can be. But um, I have to admit, I've, I've certainly seen Dawn bottom to fire play to you specifically on more than one occasion. And um, other than missing a little bit of hair on the back of her leg, I, I've never had, <laughs> uh, you know, any real bad things happen with her. Yeah, you know, certain thing goes back to some of the safety things, and that is that bad things happen in everything that we do in the scene, and it's more how do you react to those bad things than what it happens. Uh, I lit the bowl of alcohol on fire one time. The person that I was doing fire play with didn't know that because they were blindfolded or looking the other way, and I said, oh, that's not a good thing, and then I promptly put it out, took care of the situation, made sure I didn't spill a bowl of flaming alcohol over the dungeon and burn the whole place down. But it was the calm response and what do you do that took care of it. So two days later, they asked me, hey, what was that about that you said? You know, it's not a good thing. And I told them they were like, ah, shaken. But it wasn't so much that that happened. It's what do you do to it? Right, right. So it's one of the easiest bottoming experiences, according to Violetta. And I have to attest for that. It's it's a very sensual type of play. Um, but would you consider it edge play? Absolutely. Total, total edge play. You're trying to deal with a primal element, fire, and you're trying to control it. And we as humans can't really control fire. It's going to do what it wants to do no matter what. All we can do is play with it safer, and I never call it safe. I would definitely call it a rack uh, event, not an SSC type thing. Nice. Okay. Good explanation. So what kind of fire plays out there? I know you said, oh, I'm just going to use a, a cotton ball, but I've seen you use all kinds of different toys. and. Uh, like the, I mean, tell me about fire flogging. That's kind of crazy sounding. <laughs> yeah, now fire vlogging is really crazy, and it just brings up all sorts of weird, um, how could you ever do that? And it's a Kevlar flogger that doesn't burn up, and we soak it in alcohol and fling it in circles. And, yeah, I've come very, very close to burning myself in several on several occasions doing it, and it's definitely not something that I teach anybody how to do. I will tell you how to make a fire vlogger, but I will never teach it because I think it's just literally crazy dangerous. And yet, I'll still do it. Um, 
and we flog people. <laughs> we flog them, and they catch on fire, and it's um, a, a real rush. The sound of the fire flogger going through the air is this huge whoosh, and then you get this heat and cold at the same time from alcohol that flies onto your body that may or may not be lit, and lots of safety precautions. Um, there's some really cool pictures on my FetLife profile of fire flogging time-lapse photography. It's definitely worth doing, and one of those things that um, not very many people in the country ever do. And I, I can say from experience on that one that the feeling is just amazing. So you got the flogging. You, you, like you said, you got the heat of the fire. You got the coolness of the alcohol or the air. You know, we did it at night, so how it looked was amazing. Yeah, outdoors at night under the stars. It's the best time to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. What the heck's fire wands and fire gloves? So fire wands are basically wands or batons, cotton balls, cotton gauze all wrapped up and tied up. And the hardest part is to make sure they don't come flying off while they're on fire, which would be a bad thing. That would be a bad thing. <laughs> um, and soak them in alcohol and, and use them to draw designs or come close to the body or draw across the body, leave alcohol on it and put it out appropriately. Um so that's fire batons, basically. Fire gloves. Ever heard of an of glove? O-V-E, glove? O-V-E, no. It's an oven glove. You can use them to handle hot pads or hot, hot pans or pots coming out of your oven. Okay. Buy them in type, uh, rubbery type? They're actually made of Kevlar or Nomex, and they've got some little rubber nubs on them. But they are, they'll withstand enough heat that you can actually soak them in alcohol and light your hand on fire. Because the flame is further away from your hand, you can keep your hand on fire for a longer period of time. Oh. Okay, uh, that's interesting. I can visualize that. Uh, I've, I've heard of, I've heard of fire, um, hand jobs using gloves like that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, I have yet to actually see that happen, and uh, I'm certainly not doing it on myself. That's one of those I'm not testing it out on myself first. Well, if they weren't hairless before, they would be after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the case when you're playing with fire and Tom. <laughs> so I'm thinking the best way to learn more about fire play is probably to get a hold of you and get you to come out and teach. You, you you mentioned that you've been teaching for about five years. If I wanted to get you to come out and teach a class about fireplay, how would I get a hold of you? Uh, best way to get a hold of me is Extra Special Tom on FetLife, X-T-R-A-S-P-E-C-I-A-L, Tom, all one word. You can look me up. Just send me a note there. I teach six to ten times a year um, all over the place, and my profile has a list of where I'm where I'm teaching and what I'm teaching. Uh, I'll be teaching fire play at Camp Out this year, and I will be doing fire flogging at Kinko de Mile, which is the Ohio Smart event coming up here May 7th and 8th in Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets still available, but going fast. We expect yet another sellout, fourth year in a row if we do. Wouldn't that surprise me if it's a sellout? And uh, Don and I will be there with... Um well, with bells on, I guess. So. <laughs> I'll have to find some bells. <laughs> Pre-shaved balls, too, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm uh, doing the Scarlet Sanctuary there. We're, we're looking forward to having you guys up for that. 
yeah. We're looking forward to that as well. Absolutely. All right, Tom. Well, thank you very much for uh, sharing a little bit of knowledge about Fireplay with us. We will look forward to seeing you light people on fire <laughs> in a very safe and uh, risk-aware sort of way. Uh, and tell me one more time where can I find out more about uh, about you or Kinko de Mayo? So www.kinkodemayo.com for the website for Kinko and ohiosmart.org is the general Ohio Smart website and mine is extra special Tom X T R A S P E C I A L Tom all one word on Fet Life. Okay, fantastic. Awesome. Well, uh, we're gonna have to let you go. I'm gonna practice on this fireplace hand job. I'm I'm gonna work on it without the fire right now. I'm just gonna suck <laughs> on a red hot one. I would do that. There. <laughs> You go, Dan. You go, Dan. We'll talk to you later, Bob. All right. Later. Thanks, guys. Coming up next week. Keys to poly success. Bye, Dan.